Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt, a podcast about electric vehicles, renewable energy, and autonomous driving. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and I want to welcome everybody to this episode. This is going to be such a good episode, as you know, because I've been promoting it for like a week now. Chris Ashley was nice enough to let us use his F-150 Lightning towing story from the SMR podcast on this episode. So this isn't the full episode. This is only, uh, I would say this is about 80% of that actual episode. What uh, Allison did is, I, I didn't ask Chris, Allison went to Chris on my behalf and she said, hey, do you mind if Bodie uses this? And he's like, yes. And then Allison did a little bit of editing for us. And we only got the F-150 lightning story. There's there's other information on that podcast that might be interesting to you, and I highly suggest you go and check it out. I will put a link to the SMR podcast in my show notes. But I do want to say before we start, Chris also has another podcast called uh, Barbecue and Tech. So if you're a person who enjoys outdoor barbecuing or smoking and talking about the technology and just kind of some of the techniques that go into barbecue, like actual, like people who actually know about it, then I would highly suggest listening to Barbecue and Tech, hosted by Chris Ashley and Rod Simmons. There's going to be some good information coming up. I, I got a little preview of, of what's coming. I can't tell you because that would violate a friendship. But I will say I'm excited. I got goosebumps even talking about it. Some cool stuff going on over there at Barbecue and Tech. So I'm going to put links in the show notes. Please go and listen to Barbecue and Tech and the SMR podcast. You will not be disappointed. I would say on average, the, the, the gentlemen on the SMR podcast talk about electric vehicles as much as I do every week. Their show is about an hour long. And a significant portion of their show each week is about EVs or something around EVs. They also talk about technology and a bunch of other stuff that is really interesting. It's one of my favorite podcasts, so you should go and listen to it as well. 
All right, let's go ahead and hear about Chris's EV towing adventure. Ladies and gentlemen, there are seven acknowledged wonders of the world. You are about to witness the eight. What, what, what happened was out of North Carolina yeah. and a couple other countries. In the countries. <laughs> North Carolina just became a country. I, I was uh, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I didn't hear a word you said. I completely tuned you out. <laughs> I think this next one's got to be my favorite. Speaking of hauling trailers, our one of our resident Mr. Ashley had a. I, I think it was your first major road trip with your truck, and yeah. then on top of that, uh, you were pulling back a massive trailer. So I, I bought this trailer, and I was like, um, I'm you know trying to decide if I was going to have it delivered, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pick it up. And, uh, and I knew I had a couple things going for me is that, uh, a friend of ours bought a house in, uh, Johnson City, Tennessee. So the place where I bought this trailer is like, it was a 10 hours away, normal drive. And it's kind of like the halfway point though. He was, he was just a, a hair more than halfway. He was six hours and then the drive to the other place was four hours. So I was like, this, this is pretty good. I have a little, uh, originally he was going to ride with me, but uh, he had to work. And then originally you were going to ride with me as well, but you had to travel the country. So I was like, you know what? You know, it, this is my, I have never, I haven't gone on a long trip yet with the, uh, with the truck and I'm going to do this. And I said, not only am I going to learn how my truck, uh, handles a long trip, but I said, I might as well just double down and, you know, figure out, okay, let's, let's see what all the hype is around towing. Now, having picked up, uh, a smoker from, um, this, this place that allowed Rod and I to test some smokers, I already knew it was 100% true. As soon as you hook up a trailer to the truck, it, you lose 50% of the range. It just says gone. And so we are also at the point in the year <laughs> when the weather is just cold enough. Where the truck's like, yeah, you're going to lose a little bit of that range too. So yeah, I'm pretty sure winter starts in about, uh, about 13, 14 hours from now. <laughs> right. And uh, so the, the mileage of my truck is already, you know, and I've talked about this before. And if anybody doesn't know, you know, in the winter time, you definitely, uh, lose range in your EV. Um, so, so I was like, but I was like, you know what? I'm game. I got some time, uh, to go get this thing and come back. So I'm going to make it happen. So my plan was I was leaving Thursday evening. Um, that way I could stay home with mom and my wife was off on Friday. And so I could just leave late Thursday. Doesn't impact mom too much. And I was going to get down to Tennessee, uh, probably like two, two in the morning, two, three in the morning. And then I was going to rest up, leave first thing in the morning and head on out. So, of course, you got a little bit of nerves on your first road trip. But the reality and and because of my experience, what I went to the beach on that mini little trip uh, was not good. Uh, every charge station I stopped at on the way to the beach was completely busted. I, I, I got to one where the door, like the front panels were off and set to the side. That's how busted those things were. I was like, man, I, I hope I don't run into this. Uh, on the way. Sidebar, sidebar. Yeah. Do you do you get that NACS adapter yet? So you can just plug in no, like Tesla. So? That, yeah, that's coming. No, it's supposed to be next year. It's supposed to be this so year coming up. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know. Twenty twenty five, they'll start switching the actual on the new vehicles. But next okay, year, right. they, they're supposed to be sending out the adapter. So yeah. So yeah, I don't have access to the Tesla chargers yet. So yeah, so you still got to use janky stuff. Yeah, I got to use the now. To my surprise, my first stop at Electrify America, which was at a Walmart, that thing had eight chargers. It was a mix of three three fifties, one fifties, and fifties. And man, every one of them were working. They were bright. And I just pulled in, plugged in, charged it on up. It was like took oh, took the bubble wrap off it, everything. Took yeah, it was like, oh, okay. I was like, wow, okay. Got in. Lady next to me was she got out of her car. She stared at me as I pulled in. And then while I was in the front rearranging some stuff, I look over, she's out taking pictures. And I was like, Hello? <laughs> she was like, I had to show my husband. <laughs> She's like, this thing is awesome. No one has ever seen, we haven't seen it yet. And I was like, it's all good. You know, so she was charging next to me. So, so cool. That's a good side effect of having an electric vehicle. You actually have some fun conversations at the charge stations. So, so that was my first charge. I jumped in. Um, I took about, uh, only needed to charge to like, well, it said to charge to 70% because the cool thing is, uh, I had the, the 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 application that Rod told me, which is called a better route planner, and it allows you to kind of customize your trip and pick out exactly where you want to stop. But I said I looked at that to kind of get an idea of what it would route me, and then I put in the the address in the actual app, uh, the actual uh, um, navigation system, and it actually was pretty identical to the route that uh, a better route planner plan. So I was like, okay, this is pretty cool that, you know, it's pretty spot on. So jumped in the truck, headed on down a little bit more. And then I hit this like a uh, circle K gas station as I got, you know, another, uh, you know, hundred or so miles down the road. Um, and it was like, uh, they just, they weren't part of the electrify America, but they had their own little charge systems. And they were perfectly fine. They had three chargers there. They're at the end of the parking lot and, uh, you know, had a nice conversation with the cashier, but I charged on up and they had a 350 there as well. Charged up. Yeah. One thing that you said about the 350 charging that I thought was interesting was it actually charges a little too fast because you were saying, I plug the car in, clear out a little of the trash I had, go inside, use the bathroom, grab something to eat. And it's like the car's like, uh, I'm not, you're like on, I'm not even ready to get on the road. Like I haven't had my chance to like just kind of rest. I hadn't even eaten my little snack or nothing. And like literally it was like five (laughs) minutes left. I was like, good grief, man. This thing is like pushing energy into the truck. So yeah, it, it was crazy. It was crazy how fast it charged. Uh, and I, I don't think, I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people are not realizing. Some of these charges out there are ridiculous. And my truck is twice the size of Rod's car. So it, it has a lot of battery capacity. And what, it's what still. Is, yeah. mm-hmm. What is 350? How many miles per hour does it give you? Uh, well, no, 350 a- is, uh, would be the a rate. Yeah, I think it's a kilowatts. So that's how much power it's putting back. It's how much, how fast it's charging the truck. That's what so I'm asking. My truck. How fast? How many it, miles it, per it, hour does it charge? Oh, 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 uh, you're in the hundreds. You're in the hundreds. It's like, like seven, eight hundred miles an hour. It, it, it's a trick question. It, it's a, it's a hard question to answer. Like if you're pumping gas, how many miles an hour are you getting on gas pumping? And it's a hard question to answer because the question is, 
how quick does a gallon of gas go in and how efficient is your car in a gallon of gas? So him charging at 350 kilowatts is totally different than a Mustang Mach-E charging 360 kilowatts because each one can go a different distance on a single kilowatt of energy. So you're, what you're asking is a very hard question to answer because yeah. it depends upon the efficiency of the vehicle. But I would imagine it's probably like around six, seven, eight, nine hundred uh, miles per hour. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how to answer that question, but I can tell you that, uh, the longest charge I, well, anyway, the longest charge I had was about an hour. And so, and literally, even with that, I, I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, I'm going to get this nice break. I'm going to catch me a little Z's or anything. No, I don't, I really don't have the time. By the time I go to the bathroom, get my snacks, uh, you know, mess around with, you know, whoever's, you know, staring at the truck, it, it's literally time to go. And I found that uh, that was cra- awfully impressive. So jump back in the truck. And that was pretty much my last. I only had to stop twice on the way down. Uh, I think there was one more stop on the way down. I have to double check, but I think I'm I think you sure. chose to do a third stop because you were trying to get to our friend's house with fifty percent, a high yeah. enough charge so that you could plug in at his house, charge a little bit, and then get on the road again. The yeah. Morning. So luckily for me, I did buy that extension cord when I first got my truck, and it's a twenty-five foot, you know, uh, two forty volt extension cord. Cost a grip. But I used it to plug into my dryer and then I ran that through the window in the house and then I plugged my charger in there before I had my charger installed and was able to charge my truck and it worked fine. And so I just said, Hey, I'll just do the same thing at your house. And so, yeah, and that's exactly what we did. We, he pulled out his, uh, no, we, we used his, uh, his, uh, oven, but it was the same oven, concept. Right? Yeah. I, you know, I plugged in, ran it through his house, pushed it out the window, put a pillow in the window cause it was cold. And, uh, yeah. And it, it, uh, I was at 50% when I got there around, I think it was around two o'clock in the morning. And when I woke up to leave, it was like around, I think 70%. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was like, and that was pretty good because the, my next stop was only like 50 miles away, which was more 70% charge is more than enough to, you know, to do 50 miles. So, now, one of the cool things was that I had got back into the U.S on that Friday when Chris was leaving. Mm-hmm. So, and I was in New York and I had to come down on the train. So him, him and I were talk, constantly talking all night long and late in the evening, right before, I think it was around one, just when you were, you were like saying how great electrify America is. I was like, Bama, you need to knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> so he, I mean, he had a flawless experience with electrify America. I mean, Maryland. even after I left, everything had been flawless. I left my boy's house. I stopped at a Harley Davidson lot. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. Um, I had driven like for two hours and sure enough, they had electrify America chargers at the Harley Davidson. It's, this is crazy. It, you know, so on the way down, I was like, man, this is amazing. You know, was, and, uh, I charged up, jumped back in the truck, headed on down the road. And, uh, so now I'm heading towards Nashville. And so my goal was to get to Nashville charge up and then pick up the trailer that I bought and then bring it and then head on back. So I had like a two, I had another stop in between and that was another electrify America. No issues there charged up. And then that was the last charge until I got to my destination. But what I did was I just kind of mapped out where the next one was, which was about 14 miles away from the place I bought the trailer. And I just said, okay, I'm just going to go straight there and charge up and then handle my business. So I pull in to the, to the joint. I see a bunch of chargers there 
and I pull in the one and I grab it and I plug it in and yeah, it's completely broken, completely broken. I was just like, ah, come on. <laughs> uh, so I was like, all right. So I look at the next one. The guy pulls in next to me. He starts staring at mine. I'm staring at his. And yeah, both of them are broken. So essentially all the three fifties at this lot was broken. There were, so they had eight chargers there. Three of them were busted and the other five were taken. So I was like, rather than sit there and hound anybody, one dude got out of his car. He said he had just got an electric vehicle. He's almost done charging. Um, he was, and he was so new. He was like, I, I don't know if it's charging, you know, properly. He was like, yeah, I've been on here for like, uh, I think he said an hour and I'm at like 80%. And I was like, you're doing just fine, dude. <laughs> it's like, it's fine. Unplug and get out of the way for a grown <laughs> Right. Get out of the way. <laughs> but I was like, I said, so like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to go pick up my trailer. And I wanted to make sure I had enough charge. So I looked around for local places. I, and this is where, you know, one of the downsides of, the built-in uh uh navigation navigation says find a charger and it tells you all these chargers and they're at like buildings that you cannot access there it's picking up uh chargers at uh dealerships that you can't get to so i'm like oh come on you guys gotta you know kind of filter these things out you can filter out slow chargers too yeah you can filter out by by power so you can filter out level one level two level three but you can't filter. I was like, come on, don't, don't be ridiculous. Why are you including these charges on here? You know, that's like, a, it's more like a marketing thing than anything else. They're useless to me. So I just drove to the uh, place I was buying a trailer. I was like, Hey, you mind if I, you know, get a little juice from you guys? Um, they're like, yeah, no problem. We got a 240 volt here. Um, uh, so I plugged in and just let it charge while we did all the paperwork and then, uh, you know, picked up the trailer, hooked it up and yeah, about, uh, I was, but that, you know, that whole experience looking for another charger to kind of fulfill my plan put me about two hours behind. But I was like, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, I'm not, it wasn't in a rush. So I picked up the trailer and I said, now I'll go back because there's not really one on the way out. With, so, the one with five of eight. Yeah. So I said, I'll go back to the one that was busted and maybe one of, I'll just wait for one of them to open up. Luckily, when I got there, there was uh, a lady in a lightning and she was uh, and I was like, how much longer are you going to be? She's like, I only have like 10 more minutes. And I was like, perfect. So, of course, now I have this massive trailer behind me. So I was like, I can't uh, I obviously can't charge with the trailer on at this one because I have to back in. So I just dropped the trailer. No big deal. And then uh, she leaves. She waves by. I back in. I plug it in the charge. This was like a 150, but it was only charging at 83. Um, so it was almost half uh, the speed. But yeah, I wasn't that low, so it wasn't that big a deal. I just said, I'll give it a good, you know, I'll take it all. Now that I'm pulling this trailer and I'm losing range, I'm going to take it all the way up to like a good 90%. Um, and I'll go get something to eat, went next door, got some uh, quesadillas, and then jumped in the truck and, you know, rehooked the trailer and was on my way back. So this is where the story gets interesting. So, of course, now the, what the truck does is it says, hey, I'm reducing your range because you have a trailer hooked up. I put in all the information of the trailer, the weight, the size, the width, the height, and then all of that in there. And then on top of that, um, the wet, it says, I'm also reducing your range because of the weather, because now the temperature is starting to fall because it's getting later in the, in, in the, in the day. So I'm like, you know, it says right now it's estimating you can get, I can get about 136 miles on E. Before I'm, before I need to charge, my next stop is about 70 miles away. So 
let's go. So I drive, head on out and I'm looking at the, the, you know, monitoring the range and, you know, it's fluctuating up and down, but mostly down. You know what I mean? And uh, (laughs) so I was like, all right, Um, you know, but I do make it to my first charge location. I'm a little bit lower than it said I was going to have, but, um, uh, but I get there. So I, um, so when I get there, I, this place was another, uh, this was like a parking lot with a, had a Walmart and a Costco. So, um, I pull in, I could, I didn't have to disconnect the trailer, which was really cool. So a couple of people see the trailer and, uh, and they're, you know, they're asking questions and stuff, but I'm just, you know, for the most part, I'm plugging in. This is a big 350. So it's like, you know, just giving the truck everything it needs. And then I'm heading on out to the next location. So essentially what's happening now is on my way down, I only needed to stop twice. Now, my original, you know, I said if I was going to play it by ear on the way back, I said if I was feeling okay, I was just going to drive straight through. But as it got later, I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop at my boy's house. I'll plug in, rest, take a nap, and then I'll just go back. You know, I'll leave first thing in the morning. So same thing I did on the way down. Um, So I'm heading back now. And now I'm heading to my second charge location. And the truck is like, you know, you're, you're about a hundred and it's about 109 miles away. You have like 126 miles of range. So I'm like, eh, pulling in a little tight on the buffer, but you know, whatever, we should be okay. So right around the point where I have like 60 miles of range left, I'm noticing that my buffer is now not 12 miles anymore. It's 11 miles. And I'm like, hmm, that's odd. And then I go a little bit longer and it's now, 10 miles of buffer and i'm like "Mm, okay go a little bit further nine miles eight miles seven miles six miles i'm like oh no this is just going down 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 and sure enough it was like uh you're not you don't have enough range to make your destination and i was like come on so i was like all right the only way i can stretch this out curious question for you as you're seeing this apocalypse start to happen for you, which is the cars giving you less and less confidence of your ability to make your range. Was there a charging stop that you could have got in between if it would have notified you more than 60 miles out? Or was there something between that 60 I'm and that I'm pretty confident they're probably... So the, this stretch... So here's part of the problem is this stretch did not have the abundance of chargers like yeah. the previous... So the stretch down from my house to my buddy's house was... Chargers were everywhere. You know what I mean? As far as Electrify yeah. America is concerned. But once I left Johnson City and went down towards Nashville, not so prevalent. And I talked to the guy outside. He was like, yeah, unfortunately, for whatever reason, the homeless are damaging the chargers at that station that, that with three of them were broken. And so he's yeah. like, they keep messing with them. And he was, I don't know why. <laughs> and so I don't know if they're trying to get copper or whatever, but they just keep messing with them. So there probably would have been a place. It's almost like you need the same signs you eat gas stations where you never once while you're driving and you'll see a sign that says no gas stations for the next 75 miles. Yeah, right, right, right. It, you need that to let you know that there is literally nothing for you. Like if you need right. to charge, if you're questioning it, this is your stop. Like you need the same thing that you get with gas. Yeah. Um, for sure. For electric charging. And again, stop putting in these chargers that are pretty much inaccessible for 99% of the world. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's just silly to include these chargers in there. It doesn't make any sense. 
So, so I like, so now I'm like, okay, I pretty much have 15 miles of range left. Um, I got to find, and now it's like around eight, eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, no, sorry, not eight o'clock in the morning. It's like eight o'clock in the right. evening. So I was like, okay, let me do this. I'm going to pull off at this first place I can get. I'm going to drop my trailer. So that now doubles my range. And then I'll go find a charger, charge up, come back, pick up the trailer. So sure enough, I'm like getting pretty low. I'm like around 7%. And, uh, and, uh, they are at, but I find a place. I drop my trailer. I go inside, ask the lady. She's like, man, no problem. You know, I'm here all night. You know, no big deal. Nothing's going to happen to it. You go take care of what you got to take care of. So I was like, um, Cool. And then the other ladies there, she's like, what part of Maryland are you from? He's like, I'm actually from Maryland. So how crazy was that? Right. So now I jump in my truck. I'm driving around at like, there's like three dealerships. The truck is telling me is nearby. Of course, none of those are, are useless. And, um, and, uh, and I'm, and you know, it's, it's just panic time. Guys, hold on one second. Rob, when I say it was bad, I, I got a message from him and I know I'm fast forwarding his story a little bit, but, uh, I had, I got home and I went to bed at one o'clock in the morning. And I think there's a one hour time change from where he was. So one o'clock in the morning, I get a message from him and the message. Oh, oh, oh and mind you, sorry. I sent him a message in the morning saying, you know, how's it going? Are you at Toby's house? Uh, or are you on the road? And oh, good. Chris, are you back? Good. Yeah. So, you- uh, um, so yeah. So, I, uh, drive around and I, I, I'm like, my last ditch effort was a hotel. It was an embassy suites. So I was like, yeah, I called them up. It's like, do you guys have EV charging? It's like, yeah, we definitely have EV charging. And I was like, is it, uh, open to the public or is it only for guests? So generally it's only for guests. And I was like, listen, I'm pretty low on charge. I just need to get a little bit of charge so I can get to my next charge station. And then uh, she was like, come on in, you know, we'll figure it out. So I walk in, I talk to the lady. She's super, super nice. And she was like, listen, I said, I'll pay for a room, you know, and, uh, you know, can I figure out the equivalent, you know, well, well it would have been like the equivalent it's of paying for more. a charge. <laughs> and then she was like, like no, don't worry about she it. was like, oh, honey, it's $350 a night here. I was like, oh, God, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. This is an upscale hotel. That wouldn't even dawn on me. I've stayed in many evidence suites. This and it was nice too. So I was like, she was like, listen, go back there and plug in. If if it asks you for a room or anything, come back. I'll help you out. And so I go back there. Sure enough, there's nothing there. Um, it was what was annoying was how many cars were there that were not EVs that were plugged in front of the electric chargers. But uh, you know, whatever. So they had about six Tesla chargers and they had about six regular um uh chargers. So I pulled in, plugged in, and that thing was like, you know, barely over, you know, barely over a uh, regular, you know, a 120 outlet. It was super slow, but I was like, you know what? I'll just, you know, it's part of it. I'll get whatever charge I need, and that would give me time to kind of start looking for another charger. So I went back inside, and I was like. You know, it's taking super long, but you know, she's like, take your time, go and have a seat, watch TV. You can change the channel if you want. She goes, you know what? Right up the street is a Walmart. And I'm pretty sure they have like those really fast chargers there. And I was like, huh? And she was like, yeah, it's, it's literally right across the bridge. It's like three miles away. So I look it up and I was like, she's dead on. It's exactly three miles away. And I was like, wow, this, 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 uh, 
Walmart's not showing up on the app. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to give it like, you know, 30 minutes, just get a little bit more charged and I'm going to head on out. So now I've got like nine miles of range. So this is pretty much the last ditch effort. If, if this fails, I'm done. And so, <laughs> uh, I drive there and then I see a big to do with a bunch of police cars. I'm like, Oh God, you know, you, you get that gut feeling, but drive past that, pull in the parking lot. And I'm like, I can't, when I went down this hill, it was crazy dark, no lights, no nothing. I was like, that's not, that's odd for a Walmart, you know, shopping center. But I've turned in, it says turn right here. I turn in, start going up a long hill and then it starts to get a little brighter, brighter and brighter. And then I go around the corner. It's like, so it looks like they had like a kind of like a warehouse in the back. But then when I went around to the front, look over there, I see the green lights. I was like, Oh my God, she nailed it. Go over there. Every single charger was working. And I was like, yes. Plug into the 350. My truck's like, so I was like, and I was like down to like 5%, 4%. It was pretty low, but it took like, uh, I just kicked back my chair, took me like a little nappy nap. No, what I did was I charged, uh, to about, you know, 30 miles of range. And then I went back and picked up my trailer because I didn't want anything to happen to it. I didn't want to leave it there longer than it had to be. I, I said, Hey, ma'am, I appreciate you so much. Um, here's $60. I, I'm not sure what time you get off, but go get yourself breakfast when you get off. And she, she almost melted. You know what I mean? But I was super, you know, she, I really appreciated what she did. And I had, took the lady at the hotel's information. I'm going to send her something. Um, but, uh, I brought the trailer back and this parking lot was empty. Large, I didn't even have to disconnect the trailer. I'm happy plugging in, charging. And I was like, all right. So I got to keep an eye on this thing. So now the next charger is about, uh, I think it was like, uh, 77 miles away. And I have uh, again, a hundred and, uh, it's now like saying like 117 miles of range. I was like, okay, this should not be a problem. But all in all, the truck is still recalculating everything. So I head on out, I got 90% charge and I start rolling and I get to the next charger, charge up, which was one of the chargers I charged in on the way down. So I was like, I actually had an extra charge in there. So I was pretty happy about that. Headed on out. And so I had about an 80 mile drive. I was like, okay, that one worked out. It was a little tight, but it worked out. And that's when all hell broke loose. Um, I'm now going through some pretty steep mountain areas. The temperature drops to like 29 degrees outside and I'm still pulling this massive trailer. And as I'm, so I'm basically approaching my friend's house. I'm about, uh, 15 miles away and the truck like went from having like a 12 mile buffer down to no buffer. And probably like it was, I could see it happen right in front of my face. I went up this mountain, like all the 18 wheelers were struggling. I didn't have a problem pulling it, but it just murdered the battery on the truck. And the truck was like, you're not going to make it get off the highway. And so it's like, go, go, it starts rerouting me. It automatically reroutes me to the nearest charger. So I pull off the highway, I get off the exit. I'm pulling and I was like, And I'm looking at it. I'm like down to like 5%, 4%, 3%. And I was like, Oh God, this is happening. So I pull into this gas station and it, it literally, the truck 
got to the point where it would reduce the speed. And so I pull into the gas station and I just park. And I said, ma'am, I go inside. I was like, listen, I am on total E now. Um, you know, basically I was at 2%. I was like, do you mind if I just use your outlet? So now I'm desperate. I'm just like, I got, I don't want this thing to hit total zero because I don't know if it has the same issue that, uh, Tesla has when it gets to total zero. Um, so she was like, she was a little hesitant, but she was like, you know what? Go ahead. So I plug into like a regular outlet. The truck tells me, yeah, you'll be charged by next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was like, oh God, this is so bad. So what my plan was, I'm just going to sit here as long as I need to, to get to, again, to get to the next charge. My buddy's house is literally eight miles away. So I call him up. It's now, uh, cause I had an extra stop in between. It's now about, uh, six o'clock in the morning. And so I call him. I say, like, listen, come get this trailer. I, it's just, um, I'm, I'm on E. So he was like, all right, no problem. I'm heading out. And, you know, he was there within minutes. And uh so we have to push my truck because the truck has 2% charge, but it will not let me move it. It's like, nope. <laughs> so we literally had to put the truck in neutral, push it into the parking space. I didn't even tell Rod all of this. I pushed it. We had to push it up a few spaces, get his truck in to hook up the trailer. And then we had to push my truck back. But not only did we push my truck back, we actually hooked it and then parked it. So we pushed it back and then we pushed it forward to park it in the space as not to disrupt the business. You know what I mean? Cause that the, they already let me plug into the regular outlet, but I'm like, it, at least we can park it so that, you know, it's not as disruptive, um, as, it, as, as it could have been. So, and right before that, right before he got there, there was a hotel behind me. I was like, come on, let's, let's, let's roll these dice. There's no way this is not going to work out for me. I go up there. They have one. And I mean, one lonely little charger there. And it's a specifically a Tesla charger. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and here, Rob, 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 here's the worst thing. I literally have the adapter that lets you go from Tesla into Chris's truck. Cause when I borrowed his truck, I needed to charge his truck at my house yeah. using this adapter. If we would have thought of it and you would have taken this adapter, his I would have been, been saved. I would have been. Boom. Even in golden. Or, it or if it's next year when we have the adapters, just never it. crossed my mind to, to take that with me. So I'm like, all right. So now my buddy's like, all right, let's drive around. So I said, here's the locations that the truck says has chargers. And, uh, so of course, three of the locations are dealerships, which the, and down there, some de- like dealership where I bought my truck from, the charger's actually exposed. You can pull right up to it and charge. All of these dealerships have these massive gates they put down. They're like, yeah, you're not even coming in our parking lot when we're closed. So, um, then there was a Ford dealership. So I rolled up to the Ford dealership and, uh, he was like, yeah, we have one charger. It's, and this is another thing. Why are dealerships having super slow chargers? You make no sense. You're promoting, you're all switching to selling electric vehicles, you know, and you have these terrible chargers. It's like terrible marketing. Get the fast chargers, get faster chargers there. It doesn't make no sense. So he was like, you bring it up here. You can, you're more than welcome to charge on it if you want to. And so we drive around for a little bit. Nothing. And I mean, nothing in the area. This area was dry. So I was like, you know what? I can sit this thing on the charger and wait till a Monday and then move it. Or I can hire a tow truck, take it back to your house. And, Cause at least at his house on the dryer is significantly faster. Then plug it into a 120 outlet. So that's what I do. So I call a tow truck company. 
And I was like, listen, I need a flatbed because uh, I have an electric vehicle. Goes, First off, do you guys have the tow trucks with the chargers on them? Because, you know, those exist now. And she was like, no, we don't have those. But I was like, well, I need a flatbed because I'm driving an EV. And she's like, well, where do you need to go, honey? And, I, you know, my buddy gives the address. He's like, I'm going to have to charge you $60. I was like, I'll send three trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe how cheap that was. I mean, I was like, you're talking about a deal. Me? <laughs> excuse me? She's like, I'm going to have to charge you $60. So I was like, that's perfectly fine, ma'am. And she was like, I was like, how long am I, you know, before he gets there? Oh, he'll be there within the hour. I was like, what? Where am I? <laughs> What's going on? In Maryland, there was a dude, I told you that story where the Tesla driver ran out of charge. He was there for 11 hours before he got a tow truck. 11 hours. That's nuts. And I yeah, guarantee you they didn't charge him no $60. So, so Rob, oh, good. So we'd go to my buddy's house. We dropped the trailer. Now he's a former truck driver. So when he whips this thing, I'm still terrible at, uh, pulling, pulling trailers. He whips it into his driveway, disconnects, and we head on back. And by the time we're like five minutes away, he's like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. So. No time loss. He pulls the truck in and we're like, my buddy's like, Hey, ask him if he'll pull the truck in backwards so we can, cause I pulled into his grass so I could run the cord through his window and charge the truck. So he's like, ask him to pull the truck in backwards so we can push it forward and get it. We don't have to push it. You know, we don't have to work that hard to get it through my grass. I was like, ask him. He was like, no problem. I'll pull it any way you want. So he pulls the truck in backwards. Uh, we get in it. It's funny because the truck's like <laughs> fighting you not to go in neutral because you have to turn it on. You have to, and then as soon as you turn it on, but you got the uh, door open, it immediately puts the car back in park. So you kind of got to fight with it, like stop doing this. <laughs> and, and and it puts the it tries to put the car in park when you open the door, and then when you also it immediately throws on the parking brake. So it's like you're not going to damage me. <laughs> it's almost like I was driving a new version of Knight Rider. Uh, so he, you know, we, we play with it. He's like, basically he sits in the truck and then he has a remote control to pull himself in backwards. He was like, all right, let's go. I'll follow you guys. I throw him a little $10 tip. So we get to his house and this guy, my buddy's like, just go ahead and back in and just put it as close as you can. He, when I say this dude was a straight beast with his tow truck, he, we didn't even have to, touched the truck he put it right at the front exactly where we wanted it he i was i was just sitting there staring at him he was like man i'll put this thing in the in, in the living room if you want me to <laughs> <laughs> so we run the cord plug it in it says i'll be charged by midnight on sunday 100 that, that, that's 100 so so i mapped it out and i only had to go 27 miles to the next you know supercharger so i tell my buddies i like, listen I'm, I don't want to fight with this, um, all the way back because essentially what I needed to do at this point was, uh, map out myself. The truck was unreliable on predicting the, predicting its distance. So I've, you know, talking to Rod the whole time because he called me. He's like, Hey, yeah, yeah. you know, you're on the road, but I was like, man, I never got off the road. And so I'm telling him what's going on. He's like, you know, super concerned. Um, but you know, we got it to, once I got it to his house, you know, it, it was a wrap. Everything was fine. So I just told him, I said, Hey, pull this thing back to, to Maryland for me. And I knew I always had that as a bailout. And, uh, and, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll figure it out from there. And, you know, the purpose of me getting baptized by fire, because I really wanted to understand, you know, what the towing was like, what the long journey was like in this truck. Um, and, you know, and really I just did it all at once. And, you know, now I know. And then Rod, you found an article or a forum. Where Ford yeah. is like, they don't do elevation very well. 
because I was looking for an article in reference to it and I couldn't find one, but I did find, I did ping, like ask uh, Bard and said, Hey, Bard, does Ford calculate this? And there was a, they had like very detailed that they don't do that calculation. But what I, and again, I, I think if someone is just listening, they're like, this proves that EVs aren't good. But I, I think there was something salient that actually did come because we had uh, our buddy who was towing it back with a truck saying, Hey, could you just had an actually F-150, monitor V8. your range? Because he's using, yeah, he's using an F-150 V8 engine gas truck. Typically gets 14.2 miles to the gallon. He towed it all the way back from where Chris was, back uh, to Chris's house. So from Nashville or now Jackson Hole or whatever he said it was. Johnson. Johnson City back to Maryland. And he he averaged between 6.9 and Uh, 6.6 miles per gallon. So, I mean, his range was cut in half as well. So the, the misnomer I think that a lot of people have is that it doesn't impact gas vehicles or the same. Yeah. And, and in fact, it actually does. Yeah. It's just because you, you know, either you have a larger tank or because you can stop more frequently, you don't take it into account. You don't really feel it. You uh, don't really think yeah. about it. You can and stop literally everywhere that has. Yes. Yeah. Literally every exit has a gas station almost. Right. So, so yeah. So that was the big thing. And on, and on the form that Rod found, they actually said, yeah, we don't calculate elevation well. So you're better off using the, uh, a better route planner to plan out more specific. And had I known that I would have done that. You know what I mean? I would have took shorter trips. So I think all in all, I got the, the trailer made it back up here. No problem. And I made it back. You know, I get, I took a nap, got up in the morning, you know, took about three hours and headed on back without issue. You know, it, it, yeah, it was just as easy going back as it was coming down. No issue at all. I have zero hesitation to take another trip in my truck um, because I, it, you know, it just worked. It just worked out so well. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. I want to thank the gentlemen at the SMR podcast, Rod Simmons, Chris Ashley, and Rob Dunwood, because they let me use the content for today's episode. I really appreciate that. I want to thank Allison and Steve Sheridan for helping me out through the last two weeks. It's been a a huge help, a big lift off of my shoulders. I cannot even explain the amount of pressure that they were able to relieve and help me. I have undying gratitude towards everybody that I mentioned, but uh, specifically this in the last two weeks, uh, Allison and Steve, thank you so much. You you are good friends, and I, I love having you as my friends. And uh, yeah, the, you know, I mentioned a name on there, Rob Dunwood. You might be hearing from Rob and I, um, Secret Project we're working on, talked about a little bit at the Thanksgiving extravaganza. You might be hearing some more about that soon. So do me a favor. Go check out the SMR podcast. Go check out Barbecue and Tech. Tech, Check out the Tech John. That's the podcast that uh, Rob Dunwood does with Terrence Gaines and Stephanie Humphrey. Also, one of, another one of my favorite podcasts. So I listen every single week. And last but not least, you should go check out podfeet.com and then subscribe to the Nocilla podcast. And if you did not know this, I promote it every chance I get. Steve Sheridan actually has a YouTube channel, and I think Steve is an amazing educator. He He's obviously very smart. He's been on the show several times. Everybody knows or should know how smart he is. But his ability to, you know, uh, talk about complex topics in a way that a dullard like me can understand them is is huge. And anybody who's ever tried to do direct one-on-one training with me knows how hard it is to teach me anything. So I commend Steve. So again, thank you to Allison and Steve and Rob and Rod and Chris. I really appreciate you all. And thank you to everybody who listened to this show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have comments about this, send them to me because I would love to be able to pass those along. And honestly, I'd like to hear your thoughts because... Chris's story towards the beginning felt very typical. It's like everything was going right. And then at the end there, uh, it started getting a little bit hairy. Like, uh, you know, Chris did not lose his optimism, but it must have been very stressful (laughs) to go through all of that. So please do me a favor, email your thoughts. It's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. You can also find me on X at 918 digital. And I'm going to put Allison and Steve's information and Chris's and I'll put rods and Rob's all in the, in the show notes. So you can connect with them on different social media and uh, yeah, man, it's a good day. I feel energized. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's take what's irresponsibly take on another project. That's how energized I am right now. <laughs>